the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly love, set the captives. Each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse, and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. Thanks and welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio today with Ms. Tamika Wolford, who began serving in social services in 2003 upon receiving her bachelor's degree in psychology from Clark Atlanta University and went on to receive her master's in professional counseling and is really focused on mental health needs of youth and families that she serves bringing a wealth of knowledge um, and experience to youth in the foster care and system-involved youth in Atlanta, Chicago, and Los Angeles um, is really where she's done a lot of her work. Um, one of the things that I want to be ta- I want to talk to Tamika today about is her nonprofit, Loving Me, which is empowering girls to love themselves unconditionally and providing advocacy and resources that address their hair care needs for youth of color in the foster care system and probation systems. And also um, some of the curriculum that um, we are currently using, Love Never Fails is currently using, Word on the Street, um, which is really amazing curriculum to address the issue of human trafficking um, in a variety of communities, but in specifically Tamiko is passionate about getting it into faith-based and African-American communities. Also serving as a care case manager at Children's Law Center um, and working with um, students or uh, uh, applicants or participants, rather, uh, with a dual status and um, also joining Zoe International to assist, assist with launching human trafficking advocacy. So she has been doing amazing work um, in, a, in a bunch of different spheres. And we're so grateful to have you uh, on the show, Tamika. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I was so excited when I got this email to come sit down and speak with you today. Thank you. Yeah, I was just thinking about you and I go, man, I need to catch up with Tamika. And I'm like, let's get her on the show. Let's find out what's going on. I know the last time you and I um, were together, we uh, co-presented a uh, some curriculum in 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 Sacramento um, titled "Saving Ourselves: Exploring the Impacts of Exploitation in a Hurting Community" at Survivor Speak 2023, and 
And you had mentioned that you were going through a lot of transition. And so I was just like, what's going on with Miss Tamika? How is she doing? So, but before we do that, I want to hear where, what you're doing, but I want to know what are you doing? What's your why? Why are you doing all this, Tamika? I just want to save our youth. Mm. Ultimately, that's my mission is to save our youth and when we save our youth, we're going to save our community, right? Because uh, growing up, one of my favorite songs was by Whitney Houston, and it was I Believe the Children Are the Future. And that song just always stuck with me. But the greatest part of it was about, was about loving yourself, right? Mm. Learning to love yourself is the greatest love of all, right? Right. So I grew up struggling with things like self-esteem and just being in different environments where people were struggling. And I just saw things and I just want to eliminate the lack of self-love within our communities. Mm. Oh, so good. And, you know, some people say, might say that's cliche, might be, but it's still a problem. It's still true. So until we solve it, let's, let's stay on the cliche. We're not going to move off that, right? Because it sounds too common, right? You know, the greatest love of all, really, is loving yourself. Yes, really. And many of us don't know that, right? Many of us don't know that. So. Speaking of that, um, some of the people that are in system involved are some of the, the people that need to know it the most and know it the least. Yeah. I was watching a little video on a reel on Facebook, and it was of a little black girl. She was four years old, and she was getting her hair braided. And she looked in the mirror, and she said, I'm ugly. And... I don't know if it was her mom or aunt or just the hairstylist, but she turned her around and she started speaking to her and grabbed her by her cheeks. And she said, don't say that. You're beautiful. Do you see those dimples? Look at that chocolate brown skin you have. You Look at that smile. And she began to just say all these beautiful things to her. And the little girl began to cry, deep cry, like weep. And I thought, wow. That cry is the kind of cry you cry. She's four. That, that kind, that's the kind of cry you cry when you've believed something different for so long. And someone finally said that they saw something different in you that you never knew was there. What do you think about that, Tamika? I love that video. I know exactly what video you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the reasons that led me to start my nonprofit, Loving mm-hmm. Me. I have yeah. worked with so many youth in the system from Atlanta, Chicago, Los Angeles, and them not loving what they saw when they looked in the mirror. Mm. And when you don't like what you see, when you look in the mirror, that can lead to you not liking yourself, right? That can lead to you having a negative perception about how you think other people are viewing you, how Mm -hmm. you carry yourself, how you interact with others and how you're perceived by others as well. So That's why I started loving me because I wanted to empower girls to love themselves unconditionally by maintaining healthy hair, but most importantly, healthy self-esteem. I love it. I love it. So I want to talk a little bit about maintaining healthy hair because listening audience may or may not know. um, So another story, I was at a birthday party and I won't say the names uh, so that they don't feel embarrassed, but I was at a birthday party this weekend and I was working with a beautician 
um, she's a well-known beautician in the Bay Area, but she was talking about her beginning days and she's not African-American, but she was doing, starting to do African-American hair, black hair. And um, she said she cut this one girl's hair and um, she's, you know, the girl was upset that she had cut it so short. And she said, don't worry, it'll grow back. And the girl turned around and looked at her and she said, it's a weave. <laughs> it's not growing back. <laughs> Awareness is key. <laughs> that had me rolling. And they both laughed so loud about it. They went on and laughed for a good long while about it. But isn't it the truth? Right? It's like, you got to know what you, so, so help them break it down. What are we talking about here? Hair care. So what we're talking about is a nurturing experience, right? Especially when we're talking about not even just system involved youth, but little girls growing up, right? Um, usually as a girl of color, um, you're not even allowed to do your own hair as a little girl, right? You're having an experience of either your mother, your grandmother, your auntie sitting you down in between her legs or sitting you on a chair with her behind you taking care of your hair, washing it, conditioning it, oiling it, nurturing it, right? While at the same time speaking to you, asking Mm -hmm. you how's your day, um, giving you love and that one-on-one attention. For some kids, getting their hair done may have been the only really one-on-one time they got to spend with their mom, right? Mm. So when you talk about system-involved youth, they don't have a mother there to nurture them anymore. And when you talk about youth who are growing up in congregate care, which are our group homes, residential facilities, youth who are incarcerated, they're missing out on that experience of having someone care for them and care for their hair and really care about making sure that they have healthy hair and understanding the connection between healthy hair and healthy self-esteem. So we're talking about routine, quality, healthy hair care using texture appropriate hair care products. Um, using products that will help the hair grow and just taking the time out to ensure that youth are getting their hair done. Yeah. Um, so good. I grew up in a beauty shop. My grandmother owned a barber and beauty shop for 40 years. So in the summers, I spent my time in Kansas City, Missouri. That was my first job, sweeping up hair in the beauty in the barber shop, right? But I got to always see the look on the women's faces when they would leave after their hair was done. Even if they had been there for hours, They left with a smile on their face, so excited, so happy and loving what they saw when they looked in the mirror. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. Uh, So I'm interracial and uh, my mom is white and she didn't know how to do my hair Uh, when I was growing up. She did the best she could. Um, But when I got to be a a little bit older, teenager ish, young, young teen, and I started being able to let other people kind of do my hair or show me different styles or whatever. I still remember that. Like somebody understands what to do with this bush and help me, you know, <laughs> help me make it, you know, because it, it was beautiful. It was just, it was just, it was a lot for my mom and for me. I didn't know how to, how to work with it. And so getting someone who knew how to put the right products how to straighten it or how to put it in an updo or, you know, these different things. And it made me feel like I wasn't such a bother, you know, because when people don't know how to work with your hair, it could be like, oh, this hair, you know, that could be the statement. 
as opposed to, oh, this is nice. Look what we're going to do with it, right? Right. So. And that can lead you to ultimately not liking your own hair, right? Exactly. Wishing you had different hair, not taking care of your hair. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for doing that. So we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to uh, come back and I want to talk a little bit about our experience there in Sacramento and some of the things that we uh, have been discussing with the community around um, how we can better care for ourselves as a community of color, as a community of, of uh, survivors of various types of trauma. How can we uh, heal in a broken, uh, broken community? We'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Are you struggling to find peace in your life? Feeling anxious? Or going through a difficult life storm? Scott Dixon, a Christian humanitarian filmmaker and host of the Dove Teachings web series, wants you to know that you are not alone. Go to DoveTeachings.org to see great Dove teaching lessons, pastor insights, and aspiring testimonies. You can watch the current show and more at DoveTeachings.org. That's D-O-V-E Teachings.org, where you will find peace in your daily life through the teachings of Jesus. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio today again with Tamika Wolford, who is um, a leader uh, working across the nation in Atlanta, Chicago, and Los Angeles to provide prevention and intervention services to communities, including um, children who have experienced human trafficking and adults who've experienced human trafficking, helping to develop curriculum like Word on the Street and um, and educating um, organizations and, and groups of folks in a variety of ways. And we're going to talk a little bit about a, a class that we had as part of Survivor Speak 2023. Okay, go for it. At Survivor Speak 2023, where we uh, were able to talk about the notion of saving ourselves and exploring the impacts of exploitation in a hurting community. And um, Tamika, you spent a good amount of our time talking about what human trafficking is and educating those in the room uh, on what human trafficking is. And then I went into um, kind of helping empower the group to understand what choice is, right? Choice versus coercion. And and then we landed in this place where we began to talk about, um, you know, how do we address the issue of human trafficking from the standpoint that oftentimes 
people of color are the ones that are impacted the most by being trafficked and also the ones that are perpetrating the the abuse or the exploitation. Um, maybe not the buyers, right? That's a different demographic typically, but the exploiters and the exploited are often from the same groups, same communities. And I was just wondering, did you come away from that with any, you know, tr- perceptions, any thoughts? What, what did you come away from that experience and that time together with? Well, I came away from that with feeling excited that the people in the room understood where we were coming from. They were actually able to realize and recognize that we are exploiting ourselves and turning a blind eye to our own exploitation within the community. And how can we fix it? I love how so many layers in regards to like sexual abuse and religion and those things were began to become uncovered and just um, within families and secrets and how those conversations need to start being had even more so we can really get to the root of the underlying need and reasons why we're hurting ourselves the way that we are. So I thought it was such a great discussion. And I know that everyone there left thinking, thinking, you know, Mm -hmm. their childhood, their experiences, people they grew up around. And I know that some hearts and perceptions were changed because of that talk that we had that day. Yeah. One of the one of the moments I noticed that was an aha moment for me was when I had talked about how we had been pushing to reform law enforcement. Right. Um, But some people obviously have been really pushing defund. And without thinking through a replacement strategy or like what what that change would look like, who's going to uphold the law. What are the laws going to be? What are the consequences going to be? You know, not really thinking it through. And um, so I raised one situation that happened in Oakland recently. uh, It was last year where a young lady had been sexually assaulted by this this young man and nobody wanted to call the police. So nobody did. But then a bunch of boys from the school decided to take that matter into their own hands and they stomped that boy out. And all of them were facing murder charges that he he wasn't killed, but attempted murder charges potentially for stomping, you know, basically doing it vigilante style, taking the matter into their own hands. And it was because they felt like there was no recourse, like this boy was just getting to sexually assault this girl. And and so they they handled it. And a few of the guys I remember spoke up and they go. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's right. You know, like we don't want our 10, you know, young men getting um, put in jail because we didn't have a place, something in place. And then I remember it was another woman spoke out and goes, and what about the girl? Like, is her life not worth the fact that she got sexually assaulted? Is it like she's it doesn't matter. We should overlook that because in our society where we don't really stand up very uh, well, as families and as as cultures, and she was talking about the black culture um, for black girls being sexually abused in our culture. You know, it's kind of like overlooked or, you know, kind of like don't tell nobody or that kind of thing. So do you remember that dialogue? Definitely. It was powerful. Yeah. Because right, we're focusing on making sure that the boys didn't get in trouble. Right. Right. Mm hmm. Because we have a culture of no snitching, right? 
Right. So rather not snitch on one boy and then get the hood justice. Right. But then the victim comes out with not receiving any services, not getting any help. All the attention turns to the other assault, which right. is what I see happens a lot with with women and girls when we talk about human trafficking. Right. Mm. We yeah. talk about within our community the, the victim blaming. Well, mm. she's fast. She knew better. Mm. She knew what she was getting into, right? So us being able to acknowledge our own biases for how we see female victims of human trafficking and how we look at the perpetrators of human trafficking, right? Right. Um, the men are glorified and the girls are blamed like, oh, well, you know, that's the, that she knew what it was. So how can we change how we see victim, right? And like you talked about in the training, choice versus coercion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, one of the tests that I always like people to just think through um, a choice test is it's a four prong test is one is is the person who's making the choice. Do they have the opportunity to gather information about the choice that they're making? That's that's test one. Test two is do they have access to alternatives? Right. Test three is. Are they able to verbalize? Did they say yes? Or did they just, did you just assume because they were there? Right. And lastly, can they change their, their mind? See, a a choice isn't a choice if you make it, you know, and then that's it. That's it for the rest of your life. It's not really a a choice um, unless you can change your mind. And, and so sometimes We say, well, she knew what she was getting into. Well, she knew she was going to be sexually connected to this boy here who was maybe her Romeo, him, right? Her Romeo exploiter. She didn't know he was going to share her out to a bunch of other people. And then even worse, hurt her physically when she said, I don't want to do this anymore. Right? So these are the things like it, it, you know, we have to think through process it for our own self. Like, Oh yeah, I would like to be treated that way when I'm making choices. I would like to not have it be where, you know what? You bought this car. It's a lemon. You're going to use that car to the rest for the rest of your life. You're not going to be able to change out of that car. You know? Oh yeah. You you started working at this job. You chose that job. Don't you dare complain about that job. Right. You're going to stay there until you, until you go and be in the grave. That's not a choice. No. Yeah. 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 Okay. We're going to come back and um, I want to talk about what are you doing? I think you're in LA now. Is that right? I'm actually in in Atlanta. You're in Chicago. (laughs) Okay. So we're going to come back and we're going to talk about what is Tamika doing in Chicago. And actually I have a case from Chicago. So I'd love to get your take. I also want to talk a little bit about this body image, cultural kind of body shaming. I really have some real deep questions to ask you so um we are going to come back thanks for listening to love never fails radio see you in a minute to join in the fight for love visit loveneverfailsus.com don't go away love never fails radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors this is dr miluna fausch I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. 
Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We just had a great time talking with Tamika Wolford about uh, all things uh, self-love and and empowering girls to love themselves. Um, certainly uh, drilling down into some of the collaborative work that we've been doing here in the state. But right now, I want to focus a little bit to Chicago. So, you, Tamika, you're in Chicago. What are you up to these days? Well, I'm currently just joined an organization where we are being tasked with opening up the first emergency shelter for child sex trafficking in the state of Illinois for youth who are in DCFS care. So we are getting ready to do that. And after we launch the emergency shelter, we're going to be launching a long-term care facility far, far away from Chicago where youth can stay for up to one to two years, and then they can transition to our adult transitional housing if they choose to do so. So I am just so excited to get this opportunity to find a safe place for our youth in the city of Chicago where they can be relocated and not have to go so far away because what they're currently doing now is they're sending most girls out of state. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are not a lot of residential facilities here that focus strictly on human trafficking in the state of Illinois. So I'm just blessed to be able to embark upon this monumental opportunity to really help and give back and make sure that our girls and ultimately eventually our boys can also be safe and get the restoration services and support that they need. Beautiful, beautiful. Now now tell me, why is it important that you would have a home for survivors of human trafficking rather than just having um, CSEC? Um, which stands for commercially sexually exploited child, rather than just having CSEC commingled at a group home or, you know, something like that. Well, what I've learned over the years, having worked in residential facilities with CSEC youth and in facilities with youth who were just DCFS, and then with them being combined, is that CSEC youth need specialized services They need a lot of one-on-one attention. They need smaller settings and they need to be working with people who have been trained, trauma-informed care, who know how to work with CSEC youth, who have people that have enough grace because it really takes a lot of grace to work in this space with this population because you're helping to heal someone that is suffering from something that they didn't inflict upon themselves. Right. Mm -hmm. Rehabilitation. Right. They didn't get addicted to something. Um, That's why it's called restoration, because they need the focus to be on their healing journey and not on system goals and system 
requirements for billing and all those expectations. They need to be able to come in and they need to sleep for three days straight. Then they then they can sleep for three days straight, right? Mm-hmm. And I have so we got to get them enrolled in school within seventy two hours. But but they're coming down from something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they haven't, they haven't been stable in so long. So having C sex specialty placements allows for the youth to really get the opportunity to connect and to process their trauma and their healing at their own pace with just the right amount of grace. Mm, that's good. Yeah, I, you know, that is so good because, as you know, we house youth in uh, ages 13 to 17 girls and uh, also 18 to 21 in a separate house. And yeah, the sleeping part and we, we house women that are coming out of the life, too. And people that just that, just that the sleeping part is huge. Um, I mean, anyone who's been addicted to any kind of substance, a meth, fentanyl, um, you know, any kind of um, upper substance, upper, you know, stimulant is you you haven't slept in weeks, even ecstasy. You know, you haven't slept in weeks and you coming off of that, that there's all of these physiological uh, things that happen in your, you know, your brain chemistry. It just re, just totally does a number on your brain chemistry. You have to have a place to be able to rest and eat. Mm-hmm. And so just that. So good. Yeah. So good. And then uh, and then, you know, there are some safety issues, right, that you have to think of because um, there are people looking for them. Right. That's, different. that's why it's so important to have the girls away from the city. And just something that I know that God had showed me when I first started working in a residential with CSEC and it was probation, foster youth, CSEC youth, all in this resident, all in a residential inpatient drug treatment facility. Okay. Mm-hmm. 13 through 17. And while I was working there and as I watched the girls coming in, something that God showed me was that you have to look at them like a butterfly, right? From, from the very beginning, from when they, they go and from when they're a caterpillar, right? Um, something I learned. So then I started doing research and something about a caterpillar is that it changes color based upon the environment that it's in. So if it's in a, in a forest with a bunch of brown leaves, it's going to be a brown caterpillar. If it's somewhere where it's yellow flowers, mm-hmm. it's going to be yellow. If it's green, it's going to be green, right? So that was the beginning. God showed me because I was having girls coming in. And I was saying they were good. She was doing great. And this new girl came in and now she's changed, right? Well, she's yeah. trying to learn how to survive and adapt to the environment, right? And yeah. so finally figure out, well, I'm my own color because I'm supposed to be my own color. I don't need to be anybody else's color. My color is unique. Mm. My pattern is unique to my own design that God made me. I don't, I'm yeah. not making it in, right? I made mm-hmm. the fly. So even when they break out, come out of that cocoon and they break out and they fly, something I learned was that their wings are still wet. A butterfly's wings are damp when they first come out. That's why they fly low to the ground. They can't fly that high up yet because they need to dry off. So in working with our youth, just saying that they really need to, we need to have patience working with them. And so that when when they come out and they're flying and they hit the ground, right? When when we find out they're doing great for two weeks and they leave and they're back with their exploiter and they come back, we're not beating them up. We're welcoming them back with open arms. Like, is everything okay? Do you need Right. Because they can't yeah. fly on their own yet. So just being able to have a space where you, you have the patience with this, with these girls and these mm-hmm. boys. I mean, yep. I want to talk a lot about, about our boys, but mm-hmm. our boys are, is the rising population in human trafficking for adolescents right now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
you know, through so many different platforms. So it's just having treatment that is unique and having realistic expectations for where they're at for every area, developmentally, emotionally, right? And just taking it to the amount of trauma that they've experienced. Yeah. You know, one thing I want, sometimes a listening audience may not be familiar with something that's called stages of change. Uh, but, you know, Tamika was just kind of alluding to this, this, this color. I love that, right? This identifying, I came up in a green community, a green household, green neighborhood. Now you're trying to put me into a blue blue house, you know, and, and uh, I'm, you know, I'm not there yet and I need time to adapt. And I don't even see why being in the blue house makes sense. You know, I've been green my whole life and, you know, I love that, right. Just to kind of didn't even know that that was the case with caterpillars, but it makes total sense. And, um, and for stages of change, there are these five stages and one of them is pre-contemplation. That's the first one where you don't even know that anything's wrong. And then you start contemplating and you're like, oh, that's not really working out for me. But guess how many times people have to go contemplate, pre-contemplate. You go, this is good. It's not good. This is good. It's not good. This is good. Not good. Until you find like, you know, this is working for me. And then you go move to plan, plan a change. Then you actually change, you know, action. Then you move into maintenance. And so, you know, the, that for me, stages of change has changed my life. When I learned that, my life to you, Tamika, knowing yes, that it helped me. It helped me working with youth. <laughs> yes, uh, it's significantly how to apply those stages of change so that you know where they're at realistically. Like you said, people cycle back and forth and back and forth, and it helps you not to give up. Right, it helps the, yes. the survivor not to give up. And it helps the practitioner not to give up because we're able to really see where you're at. And it's okay if you're stuck. It's okay. We'll be right there. All right. We'll be right back. We're going to take a quick break. Come on back and talk about, um, you know, all things right now. There's a, uh, I don't know if y'all have heard, but the NAACP has asked the city of Oakland to um, declare a state of emergency because of all of the, um, all of the violence that is going on specifically in the city of Oakland. And as many of you know, I am the chair of Oakland's Violence Prevention Coalition. Um, So this is top of mind. I want to get your take, Tamika. You're in Chicago. You're in Chi-Town where there's a lot of violence going on. Um, You know, Atlanta, lot jumping off across in these different kind of urban communities. And so, again, coming back to this saving ourselves topic. So we'll come right back and talk a little bit more about this. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. 
I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio today with Tamika Wolfer, just talking about all things loving thyself uh, and, uh, and understanding, uh, being understanding with ourselves when we're not quite where we want to be, but remembering that we're not where we used to be. So we are, we are on the move. We're on the way. Uh, Tamika, as I mentioned during the break, uh, just before the break, that um, over the weekend, uh, last weekend, the NAACP, California's NAACP issued a statement saying, um, you know, in light of this push to defund the police, um, there has been a tremendous amount of increased violence, um, specifically in Oakland, which I call ground zero for the Bay Area. Um, we are seeing not only an increase in human trafficking at an astronomical rate, we're seeing uh, because of the uh, the uh, legalization of loitering for the purpose of prostitution that happened in January, January 1 with SB 357. We are seeing um, an increase in crime, violent crime. You literally cannot uh, pump gas um, in the city. Uh, you will get be carjacked. Um, as you're pumping gas, um, you cannot park your car um, in most places. There used to be certain areas in the city where you could park your car. You can't anymore. You will get bipped. And um, and then you uh, you you've got to be so vigilant when you're walking, when you're on bus, um, get off your phone, pay attention, look around know what's going on at all times. And this is anybody, just anybody. You're either up for getting your purse snatched, your phone snatched, even getting kidnapped. Um, we've seen a lot of that going on. Um, in uh, last year, 2022, OPD reported to Council Member Trevor Reed's office in Oakland that there were 1,498 missing people in 2022. 1,498, of which 900 were Black women, men, and children. Wow. So tell me, do you, what is the state of Chicago? You know, we've, we've heard Chicago has had some similar issues. Is it, is it the same? Is it, what's going on over there? I was going to say, it sounds like exactly where I'm at right now. Uh huh. Identical Mm -hmm. to where I'm at um, in regards to just having to be vigilant. And as they say out here, keeping your head on the swivel. Mm. At all times, because you can't even go for a walk in certain neighborhoods because you may get shot in a drive-by. Mm. It's can't even oh play outside in the front yard yes. because it's so dangerous. May not be you, maybe your neighbor, maybe someone across the street, maybe the wrong person. But yeah, it's very dangerous. People are getting carjacked here. There's actually a whole Instagram page dedicated to what gas stations not to go to. Mm. Um, what stores not to go to in what neighborhoods because you can risk your life. Um, I want to say eight women here were, mm. were shot over the weekend. 
So mm. it's very violent. It's very dangerous. We do have a new mayor here now that was recently elected, and his hope is to take some money away from the police because their budget is astronomical, and there's not really been a budget any longer for like community programs, um, mm-hmm. after school programs, boys and girls clubs. You can't even find one. Um, mm. So he wants to put resources back into the community so that our kids can stop resorting to violence and crime and selling drugs and trafficking their sisters Mm -hmm. and cousins, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And have something productive to put their energy into, being able to get education, to get the tools that they need to eliminate the need. I hate to say violence, the need Mm -hmm. for violence, the need for crime. I go to an amazing church out here and my, and we have this thing called prayer on the nine where we pray mm. on one of the most dangerous streets of Chicago. It's called 79th street. And mm. we go out there, we pray and we minister to the community. We host a carnival out there. We're just trying to raise awareness um, and let them know that there's someone here that can help you. Right. Yeah. Christian or not, we're just out here to pray with you and pray against the spirit of violence. Cause violence. it's a spirit. It is. Um, that, it that, is. That we have to come against through warfare. So um, we're all in this together out here. If everybody can get on the same page about what to pray and how to pray, right? Mm. Yeah. And getting the right people in place so that we yeah. can have some protections and make some changes or see some real changes. Um, because at the rate that we're going right now, it, it's not looking good for mm-hmm. our youth. Our youth. They're, they're mm-hmm. drowning. And yeah. they, they don't know how to come up for air. Wow. Yeah. I was reading an article. It says uh, Chicago had 3,926 crimes for every 100,000 people. That's 67% more than the national average. My goodness. Wow. Well, what was that? A big yeah. city. Um, with just so many different layers of gangs and poverty mm. and displacement with gentrification. Displacement. Yes. Right? When you tear down housing communities and you displace people and they don't have the adequate resources with rising rent costs, I think um, a one bedroom average out here is, is not as much as the Bay Area. Right. But um, it's relative. It's, yeah, it's relative. Um, it's relative because of the pay levels, right? It's, it's relative. It's, 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 it's poverty and and so pay here's low, the big question. What was that? The pay is low and taxes are high. That's right. Yeah. Here's the big question, though. So as we go through this transition where we're starting to defund the police because, you know, punishment and uh, getting at somebody after they have already done the thing isn't the right point of entry. Right. So we know we want to come in earlier, be proactive, give them programming. Uh, services, love, prayer, be present. Um, We want more of that. So we're looking to fund that. How do we make that transition? Do we just drop the uh, accountability piece and invest in the upcoming, uh, you know, the prevention and the intervention? Or do we do both? What do you think, Tamika? I think we need we need a combination of both. Right. we need to probably provide different type of training to our law enforcement where they know how to engage the community and where they can deploy the right people at the right time for the right situations. Right. Mm. 
mm-hmm. um, so that people are served properly, right? Because as we know, law enforcement isn't really solving crimes. The crimes are happening, and then it's the aftermath, and then another right. crime is happening. And so, how do we help them to learn how to engage and manage manage the communities that they serve better? Right? Yeah, I think. Fear-based tactics and that doesn't work. It needs to be a respect tactic, right? Where we respect y'all because y'all live here and we respect you because we're paying you to help us, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though from one another, let's acknowledge that. Right. Okay, right. Let's yeah. keep that real. Um, yeah. um, I think it has to be a combination of law enforcement, government, communities coming together to figure out what's the best plan of action for our communities, right? How can we help? How can y'all help us help us? Yes. Ooh, it came back to it. There it goes. Thanks ourselves. Uh, help us, help us. I like that. All right. We're going to take a break and come back so that people know how they can connect with you, Tamika, uh, and some of the other things we got going on here at LNF. We're going to be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We have just been having a great time talking with Tamika Wolford, who is the founder of Loving Me, uh, empathize, or empowering girls to love themselves unconditionally. And I want to, uh, how can people get in, involved with you? How can they, how can they support your work? Well, currently I, what I'm doing is I have something called the Love Box that I launched in 2018 with the help of Children's Law Center, where it's a box of texturally appropriate hair care products for girls of color, biracial girls, African-American girls, Latina girls within the foster care and juvenile probation systems. And you can always make donations for that by visiting my social media page, um, which is loving me unconditionally. And there's a link in my bio that you can click on to make donations through my crowd fundraising page. And I'm just looking to, I want Lovebox nationwide. I, w- I don't want any girl in the system to ever run away with the promise of getting her hair done and you're learning the human trafficking because her basic needs weren't being met by us. Right. Mm. That's originally why I started loving me because girls were running away to get their hair done and then getting trafficked. So 
Um, I want to raise awareness for how people who don't look like the kids in the system, right? How they can advocate for them as well and be empathetic to the hair care needs that they have. Um, that's what I'm on right now. Just trying to get these love boxes out here and do um, pop-up. I would love to do pop-up hair care like events where we do a I pop up. I got the love boxes and you can come get a little self-love talk, right? And learn some hair care techniques and learn how to take care of your hair on your own independently if you're living in a group home or in the system. Love it. All right. And how can people get in touch with you? They can email me at lovingmeunconditionally at outlook.com or visit my social media, lovingmeunconditionally on Instagram. Excellent. All right. Well, there you have it. Please do support Tamika and um, all the beautiful work that she's doing to serve those that need it so much. Uh, We have a few other events. Uh, Maybe you are thinking, how do I get out in the streets? How do I get out into parks and communities and know how to better serve people that are actively trafficked and or homeless and or just suffering in some way? Um, We want to invite you out to activate outreach. Uh, We have quite a lineup of speakers. We have Pastor uh, Noah and Rochelle Coombs uh, from San Francisco. We have Elizabeth Kiros, uh, Kiros rather, from um, who is a survivor leader and also co-founder of uh, Rehab of the Bay Area. And um, we also have uh, Ted Haas, who's a professional athlete and um, and um, uh, a missions leader. Myself, Valerie Brown, we're all going to be there talking about how to get out there and reach the community. It's the thing that you heard Tamika talking about sitting on and standing on the corner, getting in the park, giving people a little bit of hope that. And so please come on out. It's loveneverfailsus.com forward slash events is where you're going to register. And that is on August the 19th from 9 to 5 p.m. in San Leandro at 577 Manor Boulevard in San Leandro. Again, 9 to 5 p.m. And it is free. We will have a taco truck out there that you can purchase a plate from. But otherwise, uh, it's completely free. We have breakouts. Um, we have, uh, oh, Norma Ward also is going to be talking about the mental health aspect of what you're seeing out there. You're, you're just in for a treat. So please do come out August 19th, 9 to 5. And you can register again at loveneverfailsus.com forward slash events. Also, we have a freedom walk coming up. And that is on um, the September the 23rd. We have sponsorship opportunities. And also um, you can get a ticket. I believe the ticket is a nominal fee for your T-shirt. Um, again, going to loveneverfailsus.com forward slash events to get that ticket. Um, we're going to be in Oakland starting off at Fremont High, 10, 10 o'clock in the morning and walking down uh, international, raising awareness. We're hoping for 500 to 1,000 people to join us. Last year we had about three, four hundred out. So please do come and join us as we take a stand for freedom there in the city of Oakland. And again, that's the 23rd of September. And then lastly, we have our first annual golf event um, that is on October the 23rd. And so please um, do join us and um, um, come in as a sponsor, uh, come in and um, participate as a, as a golfer. I'm not much of a golfer, as I said in my last, but I'll be there. I'll I'll do my best. So come on over. Um, you can again register and pick up a sponsorship at Love Never Fails Us forward slash uh, Love Never Fails Us dot com forward slash events. 
All right. Well, that's what I have for you today. Um, I hope that um, you've just enjoyed the time with us. Um, we want to encourage you to stay abreast of all of the various ways that we're getting involved with the community. We want you to be involved, whether it's remotely, no matter where you're at, uh, for our IT Biz Tech Academy, um, or um, maybe you want to get involved locally. If you're in Hayward, you're in San Francisco, Antioch, San Jose, Oakland, um, we are in East Palo Alto. We're in all of those cities, and we'd love to meet with you right where you are. All right. I hope that you've enjoyed the show. I thank you again, Tamika, for being here with us. And uh, yeah, it's been wonderful. You're such a blessing. And um, of course, those of you who are listening, perhaps you need to hear it again and you've heard it before, or maybe you've never heard it before. I want to make sure that you know that you are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. This program is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to loveneverfailsus.com and click on the radio show link. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries, as well as supporters from Faith Fellowship, New Hope Christian Fellowship, and the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. On behalf of Vanessa and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thank you for listening, and thank you even more for committing to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.